Hello, and thank you for tuning into Answers from the Lab, where we share Mayo Clinic knowledge and advancements on the state of testing and science from laboratory leaders and the people who are making it happen behind the scenes. I'm Dr. Bobby Pritt, your host, and a clinical microbiologist and the chair of the Division of Clinical Microbiology at Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. For today's episode, we welcome April Craig from our product management team at Mayo Clinic Laboratories for a test and focus interview. Thank you for the introduction, Dr. Pritt. Today, we will be discussing recent advances in laboratory testing to accurately characterize marijuana use with Drs. Paul Gennetto and Laura Lee Langman. Welcome, and thank you both for joining us. Before we get started, can you tell us a little bit about yourselves and your backgrounds? I earned a bachelor's degree in laboratory medicine and pathology at the University of Alberta. And after working for a few years as a medical technologist, I went back and got a PhD in laboratory medicine and pathology at the University of Alberta. I'm certified with the Canadian Academy of Clinical Biochemistry, and I achieved diplomat status with the American Board of Clinical Chemistry in all three disciplines, clinical chemistry, molecular diagnostics, and toxicological chemistry. I'm also a fellow with the American Board of Forensic Toxicology. Then I worked in Vancouver, British Columbia at the Provincial Toxicology Lab before working at Mayo Clinic. I've been here at Mayo for over 17 years, where I serve as co-director of the Clinical Mass Spectrometry Lab and the Clinical and Forensic Toxicology Lab. I'm also a consultant in pharmacogenomics. Well, it's a pleasure to be here. As it turns out, Dr. Langman and I actually have very similar training and backgrounds. I earned my Bachelor of Science in Clinical Laboratory Science from the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee. After working five years as a medical technologist, like Dr. Langman, I went back to school and earned my PhD in pharmacology and toxicology at the Medical College of Wisconsin. I am board certified by the American Board of Clinical Chemistry and the American Society for Clinical Pathology. Prior to working at Mayo Clinic, I was the director of clinical chemistry and toxicology at Dynacare Laboratories in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I've now been here at Mayo Clinic for over 10 years, where I also serve as the co-director of the Clinical Mass Spectrometry Lab, the Clinical and Forensic Toxicology Lab, and the Metals Laboratory. In the end, I have overseen, supported, and provided laboratory testing for monitoring controlled and illicit substances for various patient populations for over 20 years. Great. Thank you guys for that. And can you guys give us a brief overview of this assay and, and what will be changing to characterize marijuana use? Well, in the original version of our carboxytetrahydrocannabinol or THC confirmation assay, we only looked for and reported out the delta 9 carboxy THC found in patients' urines using liquid chromatography tandem mass spectrometry. The delta 9 carboxy THC is a unique metabolite of delta 9 THC which is the main psychoactive ingredient in marijuana responsible for the euphoria and other effects. In the new or updated assay, we now separate and report both the Delta-9 carboxy THC and its isomer, the Delta-8 carboxy THC. Now the Delta-8 carboxy THC is the unique metabolite of Delta-H THC which naturally exists in the cannabis plant in very small quantities. And it only has about half the psychoactivity as Delta-9 THC. However, we're now seeing Delta-8 THC containing products appearing in both marijuana and hemp marketplaces. Also concentrated Delta-8 THC products are being sold online 
And these sometimes are marketed as weed light or diet weed. And the legal status of Delta-8 THC actually varies across the United States. So it actually may be legal in some states if it's derived from hemp. Therefore, this new assay, and it's really important for laboratory assays to be able to identify both the Delta-8 and the Delta-9 carboxy-THC metabolites. Thank you for that. That's very interesting. So which patients should have this testing and when would you say it should be performed, Dr. Langman? Well, as Dr. Ginetto said, because there are some places where Delta-8 THC is considered legal, if you have patients who might want to be able to use that product legally and the Delta-9 product is illegal, that might be a patient population you might want to test. As we all know, Delta-9 THC, or sort of the classic, if you want to call it that, is federally still considered illegal, although it is decriminalized in some states. Testing for THC is still done in a lot of places, even though in some states, as I already mentioned, it's decriminalized. A nice example of other people you might want to test it in is if you have, let's say, an immunoassay screen that you perform and the results are positive, but the confirmation test for Delta-9 THC that you may receive somewhere else is negative, that could be due to the Delta-8 THC. So this would be an opportunity where an explanation could be it's a Delta-8 that is causing the result to be positive. And because our test provides both in our confirmatory method, this is a nice opportunity to test patients where you have both of the analytes present in the result. That's very helpful. Are there other test options available? And if so, how do these compare? Yeah, unfortunately, the, there are other THC confirmation assays out there offered by other hospitals or reference laboratories, but most of those actually only look for the Delta-9 carboxy THC metabolite. As a result, as Dr. Langman mentioned, if somebody is using a Delta-8 THC product, they might be missed. And that's concerning for a number of reasons, especially since a lot of the Delta H THC products that are out there are unregulated. And so the manufacturing is occurring in uncontrolled or unsanitary situations. And so there has been a lot of reports, both to the FDA and the Nation Poison Control Centers, of a lot of patients having adverse side effects to these products due to the presence of potentially harmful substances or unsafe contaminants in these products. As a result, these other assays that are out there would miss that because they wouldn't be looking for any of the Delta-8 THC metabolites like our new assay. And to sum that up, I mean, this is really the best way to accurately characterize uh, marijuana use. Would you say that's true? Yes, I would agree with that. And then could you, uh, Dr. Lehman, explain how their results are used in patient care? There's a lot of different reasons, of course, why somebody might want to test their patients for I'm going to say THC use because when you say marijuana, you tend to, to think more of the plant type material where THC is, of course, available in a lot of other forms, whether that is in the, the plant material, but there's also vaping, there's also edible products. So I'm going, to, I'm going to back it up a little bit and say THC, whether that is a Delta-8 or the Delta-9 form. But the reasons you might want to test your patient could be, for example, whether there are 
being illicitly using a substance. In other words, they're in a program where you don't want them using a THC product. They're in an addiction program and you don't want them to, to continue to be using it. You could also be monitoring them for, let's say, a pre-transplant situation, or you could be monitoring them for a variety of other reasons. There's several different reasons. But because we have the ability to test for both substances, the Delta-8 and the Delta-9 THC use, patients who might be saying, well, most of the assays only pick up the Delta-9, so I'm going to use the Delta-8 because I won't get caught, we have the ability to pick them both up. And I think that gives us an advantage, as Dr. Ginetto mentioned previously, that we have that extra analyte in our panel. I absolutely agree with Dr. Langman. The only thing I would also add is that I think another case or population where this type of testing might be warranted is in any case where you have the presence of like adverse drug reactions or adverse events following cannabinoid use, especially with the recent FDA warnings about those contaminants in the, a lot of the Delta-8 THC products. And so having a test that can actually look for that and detect that THC metabolites, I think would be important since you might miss the reason why that patient may be presenting to the emergency room or other case uh, with an adverse event from cannabinoid use. Thank you for that great explanation and, and really helping us understand the complexities of how to accurately characterize marijuana use. As always, for more information, you can always log on to our website at mayocliniclabs.com under Mayo Test ID THCU. Thank you for your time, and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to Answers from the Lab. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and don't forget to tune in every Thursday and every other Tuesday.